What's up, besties? Welcome back to another episode of Net Worth and Chill with me, your host, Vivian Tu, aka Your Rich BFF and your favorite Wall Street girly. So this week, we are doing a solo episode and we are going to talk about the only thing that TikTok seems to care about right now, which is sorority rush. And before you start rolling your eyes, just give me a second. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the actual pros and cons, the costs associated, the financial benefits, but we're also going to talk about how being in a sorority looks different on different campuses. And I'll give you my take on my personal experience, as well as my understanding of what a more traditional sorority environment could look like and my thoughts on those as well. Now we're going to cover the good, the bad, and the ugly about Greek life, how you can make it more affordable. And if it's something that you're interested in, what are some of the things you should know? And if you did see my short form video about this on social media about a week ago, I hope this also clears up a lot of questions um, that people had in the comments and helps to debunk a lot of those preconceived notions that those commenters were saying on that post. But let me go ahead and actually back up and give you a bit more context, especially if you are an international listener or you didn't go to a school with Greek life and you may not even know what a sorority or fraternity is. To put it really simply, it is a very involved club. Greek life at its core was a way for like-minded individuals to find community and that eventually turned into sisterhood through sororities and brotherhood through fraternities. It involved things like social outings and community service. And over time, um, in many cases, it also started to encompass things like your housing on campus, as well as where you would eat your meals and where you would get your food. Obviously, there are a lot of different versions of this. So for example, at Princeton University, there's something called an eating club where it's essentially you would agree to have all of your meals for you know, your college experience and you would have to apply and get invited and qualify essentially to be in these eating clubs. Or for the networking piece, there are certainly registered student organizations such as a women in business or at UChicago, we had something called DECA where you would basically hone your skills in a certain career field. Or if you were really interested in community service, you could sign up to be a part of something like a Habitat for Humanity, uh, the Red Cross Initiative, or your schools chapter or um, I guess group of big brothers, big sisters. These are all things that you can get outside of Greek life, but Greek life packages them into a nice little box with a bow on top. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. How did something that has been around for decades really blow up, it seems, over the past few years and become part of the pop culture zeitgeist? And where did this hype come from? Well, basically, a couple years ago, the extravagant rush week at the University of Alabama blew up on TikTok, and it is now known as Bama Rush. Sure, members of sororities do help each other with their classwork or go to community service events together, but frankly, those 
activities are not as visually fun to watch as the very superficial process that social media has now made very, very public and is putting at the forefront of everybody's cell phone. And that is what we've started seeing on TikTok over the past few years. And now what we're witnessing is many, many young women who have just arrived on campus at schools across the country, and they're just showcasing what it looks like for them to go through this sorority rush process, what they have to do, what those interview processes look like. And then on the flip side, girls who are already in sororities are showcasing all the work and effort and planning that goes into these rush events where they would be looking for new members to join the sorority. And no surprise, seeing hundreds of women in matching outfits who are dancing and doing backflips and showcasing the massive mansion they live in, you know, of course, that is eye-watering and makes for a very, very convincing sales pitch to join any sorority. And like I mentioned, this has become such a hot topic in pop culture that companies like HBO Max, or I guess Max now, have done documentaries following this process. Theirs was called Bama Rush, and it was specific to the University of Alabama. And it's what I would say is like a light expose of sorority infrastructure. It looked at what, you know, some of these young women had to go through, especially if they were not very confident public speakers or in an interview process. And it showed how they were practicing presenting themselves in a way that would allow them to go through this process and get into a house that they wanted to get into. And coincidentally, my new assistant also happened to be a University of Alabama sorority alum. And you know me, I'm so nosy. I was morbidly curious. So I ended up asking her, you know, from a financial perspective, how much does it actually cost to rush at Alabama? And I was honestly really shocked at the number she gave me because it was a very stark contrast to what my sorority rush experience was like, and it was quite a bit higher in terms of financial commitment. I did a short form video on this already, but if you didn't see it, I want to give you a quick refresh from the jump even just registering for Rush as a formal process is $375. And then to actually get your name out there to all of the different sororities, uh, you're gonna end up spending about another $100 on recommendation kits, which has photos, information about you. And then you obviously have to pay to mail all these packages to different past alumni. And that's just the actual formal piece for Rush. Rush at Many schools can be a multi-day experience, so you're going to need to actually shop for outfits or at least come up with about a week's worth of clothes to wear, anything from fast fashion to luxury designer. But again, you're going to want to budget anywhere between $500 to $2,500 for those clothes. And obviously, I think there is a very important piece that we need to address is that when it comes to sororities, you are trying to put your best foot forward. First impressions are very important. So girls who are rushing would also budget, you know, $200 on makeup, $40 for a spray tan, $100 for a mani-pedi, $150 to get their hair done. Think back to school shopping, but really, truly magnified. And to tie this back specifically to Bama Rush, we have to remember this takes place in Alabama, where it is very, very hot. And Rush is at the tail end of summer, so you're going to want to put together a Rush bag with things like a water bottle, a fan, maybe some extra makeup, notebook, pen, hair ties, sunglasses, whatever. And that'll probably come in at around $150. And then when you finally, hopefully, actually get invited to join a sorority, new member fees are around $4,500, which means that the total comes out to be over $6,500. And I will tell you 
right here and right now, if joining a sorority, if rushing at the University of Chicago where I went to school cost $6,500, I would not have been able to do it. But I do think that number gives a lot of people sticker shock without them understanding a lot of the benefits that may come with that number. I think in particular, some really, really huge cost savings are that by being in a sorority and living in the house, not only does that cover your lodging, you don't have to pay for a dorm, you don't have to get an apartment, but you also don't have to pay for food. Many, many schools across the country, when you live in the sorority house, you're getting three square meals catered by a private chef. You've got, you know, snacks available to you all day. And so I think some of these heftier costs at more traditional sorority establishments with houses, we should actually factor some of that cost as living expenses that students at other schools would be paying for apartments, living, and food. And I want to take a second to pivot and actually address, you know, some financial and social commentary here. Because they get sticker shock from these big numbers, I think there's an assumption that Greek life only caters to people that come from existing affluent or privileged backgrounds, which I don't think is the case. And later in this podcast, we will talk about ways to make Greek life more affordable. But also, I personally know so many people, and I know so many other women who were in different sororities from mine at different schools, who had girlfriends who came from different backgrounds, who were on full-ride scholarships. And for them, being in Greek life was a priority. So that's something that they budgeted for. But I think having that sticker shock is not necessarily an accurate representation of the value Greek life might provide to somebody. As for social commentary, I would say social media or just media generally has painted a pretty unfair picture of the type of woman who decides to join a sorority. And I say that, you know, laughing because when you think about all of the movies about sorority girls or the, you know, the dumb cheerleader, they're all very thin, they're beautiful, they're conventionally attractive, they're the girls who seem to have it all. And sometimes in, you know, these movies or TV shows, they're portrayed as mean. And I think in part that sets a pretty unhealthy expectation that all sorority girls and all sororities look a certain way because at their core, that's not what they were even built to do. Sure, there's a social piece of going to mixers and formals and meeting members of fraternities, but there's also so much more to being in a sorority than just the very, very surface level stuff that is portrayed. But again, I think that part of being in a sorority is so publicized because it's visually stunning and people begin to think that that's the entirety of the experience, which I personally don't think is true. But let me flip and talk to you a little bit more about my experience at my sorority at UChicago. To put it bluntly, I decided to join a sorority when I got to the University of Chicago because I wanted an easy way to make friends. And I know a big critique of the Greek system is that you're paying for your friends. And I would say, at least on my campus, and my belief is that this is true across the country, is that even if you are in one specific sorority, you're going to have so many friends that are not in that one sorority. I would say of my closest friends that I still keep in touch with from college, it's a 50-50 split of girls who were in my sorority with me and people who were just either in a different sorority or completely unaffiliated. In terms of costs, I would say registration for Rush could not have been more than, I want to say like $50 to $100. I wore clothes that I already owned, did my own makeup, did my own hair. And our Rush process was only two and a half days and honestly very chill. 
it was not a super huge time commitment and it was held over a weekend so that you wouldn't even have to put your studies on hold. And I'd estimate our dues were roughly, you know, $500 a quarter. Yes, Chicago is like one of the weird schools in the country that's still on a quarter system and not a semester system. But yeah, roughly around $1,500 a year in terms of dues. And that's not lost on me that that's expensive. That's a good deal of money. But again, so many girls in my chapter were full ride financial aid students. And this is something that they were really passionate about and budgeting for. So on that note, If you are interested in joining Greek life, but are concerned that finances are already tight and you don't want to spend extra money each semester or pick up a second, third, fourth job around campus, what can you do? Well, first off, most Greek organizations are part of a larger national organization. So it's not just, you know, this little club at your school. Typically, there is a national organization and there's a bunch at a bunch of different colleges and nationals typically offers scholarships. So sure, you're going to have to do a little bit of extra paperwork, a little bit of extra legwork, maybe even write an essay, but there are certainly ways that you don't have to pay out of pocket for your dues. What you can do is talk to some of the leaders in your chapter at your school and see what they know and who you should talk to to contact for more info on these scholarships. On top of that, I would say many schools actually recognize Greek life as registered student organizations, and oftentimes alumni will come up with specific grants that are specific to Greek students in the organizations that they were affiliated with, that they have a passion for. So again, maybe this isn't money that you can put towards specifically Greek life, but you can get scholarships for school that are only specific to people in your sorority or your fraternity. So if you're covering costs for schooling, that allows you to have more budget to pay towards your dues themselves. And, you know, as a last option, I actually know a couple girls who reached out to nationals and were helping with certain types of work for nationals to have certain of their fees and dues waived. So maybe if national sends out a newsletter or does email blasts, they would help write that copy. And because they were helping do some work for nationals, um, they were able to get some of their fees waived. And now that we've talked about ways to make being in Greek life more cost effective, the big million dollar question, like, is that financial? financial investment? Is this investment of your time actually worth it? And I would say for me, 100%. And I will give you a couple key reasons why. First and foremost, academic support. This is so, so important, but it was especially important for someone like me. UChicago was really hard and I thought I was a really good student, but I definitely struggled from that high school to college transition. And in our sorority chapter, I want to say it was about 120 girls. Throughout my time there, I was able to have a network of built-in people who could be my mentor. Typically in a sorority, you get assigned a quote-unquote big sister and you are a little sister. And then when you, you know, get a little older and you're in your junior, senior, maybe even sophomore year of your college career, you become a big sister to a little sister. But at UChicago, Chicago, not only did you get a big sister, you were also assigned a mentor. And that's someone that you may not necessarily have been as close with, but they ask essentially on a questionnaire, like, what major are you planning on choosing? And then you would get assigned a mentor who has taken that major track, meaning you now have someone to call if you cannot figure out how to write that essay or you cannot figure out how to get your problem set done because they've already taken that class and they can help you or even better for general curriculum classes such as a core bio or something like that. A lot of girls will have likely taken those classes and 
there are massive advantages, such as being able to study their old problem sets so that you're able to be really prepared for a test. Sure, you can develop this kind of community through a club or your dorm or the specific house you're assigned to, but I feel like there are very few college seniors who are dying to hang out with freshmen, but being in a sorority meant that I didn't have to go and forge that relationship from scratch. I naturally had something to talk about with that person. We had a common bond and not that they owed me anything, but they were just really willing to help me because someone had done the same thing for them. So academically speaking, Greek life was super helpful for me and, you know, it allowed me to be more effective with my studying, whether that be finding girls in my same classes who were able to pass me notes if I got sick and couldn't make it to class or just being a student who had that network of people who were willing to study with them. My second point, I would say that being in a sorority was worth it for me due to the help that it gave me when transitioning onto campus. Anything as silly as finding the right lecture hall. There was one instance where an older sorority sister ran up to me and grabbed me and she was like, where are you trying to go? Because it's very clear that you're lost, which, you know, was fair. It was true. And it was just nice to have someone looking out for me and To give you a less silly example, being in a sorority, I would say, helped me make really critical decisions because I was able to get advice from girls who were older or had more experience being students. Something like, hey, you should take your chemistry lecture with Professor X instead of Professor Y because they are known to be more supportive, their TAs are better, their tests are easier. And that just helped me make better decisions for myself and my academic career, as well as, hey, we're going to this fraternity on Friday nights. Like, you should come. This is a theme. You can borrow something of mine if you don't don't have anything to wear. That whole experience really put me at ease because I did not have to navigate those first few weeks or a few months of college alone. There was always someone I could go to and just ask as a friend, like, hey, I'm confused about this. Can you explain it to me? That's not to say I ended up liking every single person in my sorority. And I can guarantee you that there is no person who has ever joined a sorority who's like, yeah, I love every single person in my chapter. Like, I highly doubt that there are going to be such a perfect mesh of personalities because there are so many people. And there were definitely times that I would think to myself and be like, how did this person and I end up in the same place? Because we are so different. We have nothing in common. And frankly, you know, some people were not particularly nice, but that's life. You're going to find the same thing in your dorm hall, the same thing in a club. So I wouldn't let the idea of having a few people that you don't get along with scare you away from perhaps finding lifelong friendships. And last, but probably most important for me in my story, I would say joining a sorority was so incredibly important to help me build a network, especially when it came to my career and recruiting. So U Chicago is known for being a feeder school for Wall Street. And that means oftentimes the big banks will actually send people who were students at your school back to campus to help recruit the next generation of talent. And this ended up serving me kind of in a one-two punch way. First and foremost, my roommate at the time was a year older than me and she was in my sorority and she had gotten a summer job at a different bank for the summer prior. So when I was going through the recruiting interview process, she was the one who I could sit down with at our kitchen table and drill interview questions with. She was a year older. She had gone through the process. She knew what kind of questions they were going to ask. And that was immensely helpful because I had so many more reps for an interview than someone who may not have had that resource. I feel really grateful that she took the time out of her busy week to sit down with me and prep me for a lot of those interviews. And without Greek life, there's a chance I never would have met her. And the second half of this equation was that we actually had older sorority sisters who had ended up being hired. They were four or five years my senior and they were working at the banks that I was interviewing at. So after my interview, after my super day, I would then ping them 
and be like, hey, you know, I just had my super day, my interviews, it went great. I'm so excited for next steps. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to solidify my candidacy, solidify an intern spot with these older former sorority sisters. And then they would end up speaking to recruiting heads and essentially vouching for me, saying things like, oh, they're a great student. I've had a conversation with them. They passed the airport test. Um, The airport test is essentially, can you sit next to someone for 14 hours and keep up a conversation and essentially just be cool and like enjoyable to sit next to. Because when you are working on Wall Street, one of the big things is that you're working pretty long hours and people essentially assume if you're getting the interview, you're smart enough to get the job. But will I want to actually sit next to you for 14 hours? Because it is a very long and grueling day. And if you don't enjoy your desk mate, it makes it worse. So this is all to say the same women that were lending me dresses for formals and helping to do my hair ended up being the same girls that helped to really elevate my career and get me a job in one of the most competitive recruiting environments available immediately after college. So to tie that all together, I I do feel really fortunate to have gotten to experience being in a sorority. I think the investment that I made in paying those dues and spending time going to meetings every week, even if I didn't want to, even if my time could have been better spent doing something else, I think that all ended up paying off because I was able to get a very lucrative job after college due to the connections I was able to make, the academic performance I was able to achieve throughout school because of the resources and the access I was provided for having been in my sorority. Some of the women that I call my sisters are the smartest, most accomplished people that I have ever met. I'm talking soon-to-be world-renowned plastic surgeons, big-time attorneys, people launching their own companies, big-time venture capital investors. I'm talking consultants, engineers, scientists. I mean, I know a girl who just got her PhD in physics. And at the end of the day, I am very, very proud that I ended up rushing Kappa Alpha Theta at UChicago. Shout out to the Epsilon Phi chapter. But again, I want you to take this entire episode with a little bit of a grain of salt because every sorority experience at every single college is very different. If Greek life is something that you are interested in, I think it's certainly worth exploring. I would definitely ask about it when you walk around campus, um, when you meet with the orientation leaders, or even just chatting with people in your dorm or hall just to get a sense of what Greek life looks like at your school what are the requirements, and then you can actually do a pro-con list or a cost-benefit analysis and decide whether or not the money that you would spend, the time that you would invest, would actually net you what you consider to be a good investment. For me, my sorority sisters are still some of my closest friends today. They will be at my wedding. They will be the women that my kids call auntie. And for me, it was an experience worth having, but the decision to go Greek or stay unaffiliated is totally up to you. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you guys next week. I'm so grateful that you listened to this podcast and we'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Net Worth and Chill. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating and a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Got a financial question you want answered in the future? You can leave me a voicemail or text me at 908-858-3410. Make sure to follow me at Your Rich BFF across social media for even more relatable financial content. Special thanks to my team at Audioboom as well as Range Media and WME. See you next week. Bye!